Testing, testing. Wo Yiqing Shou Da Chen La. I think that's right. Wo. Mm. Ugh, I don't know. I have received the money. Wo Yiqing Shou. No, I'm not sure. I'll have to check that later. This is the personal audio journal of Barnet Basker. I have had a breakthrough, it seems, with tracking down the information relevant to the, um, the family history, such as it is. Unfortunately, I've been conscripted into going on this expedition to look at penguins or whatever, whatever they said. I can't remember. Oh, Crispin mumbles on the telephone and it's almost impossible to understand what he's saying half the time. But apparently I have to get on some ship and go to uh, somewhere cold. Apparently there was some sort of attempt. Uh, I haven't got time to do the reading. But I suppose I can pad it out with interviews. They said it's quite a large crew, so surely there'll be someone interesting. Oh, God. This has come at the worst time. Oh. And, of course, I, I'm going to have to entrust my cassettes to... Who, I suppose, um, Richard? Richard and Pamela? They can be trusted, can't they? They don't speak Chinese, so... <laughs> Oh, it's like Oxford all over again. <laughs> Why have I got into this mess? Why? I, I thought I'd got out. But they always find a screw to turn. Uh, curse this curiosity, this unceasing curiosity. <sighs> it's what drove father mad as well. I can't let that happen. I can't let people get the advantage over me. I can't let it become some Achilles heel that the Chinese can be can be very determined when they when they want something. Oxford and now the BBC. I don't know what they expect to find me to find for them at the BBC, but there we go. I don't quite understand how I'm supposed to... <sighs> I don't know. Promote some kind of communist agenda on some documentary piece about penguins. Uh, maybe they want me to... spy from the ship, or... Or what if... What if the ship itself is about some ulterior business? Oh, what are you doing, Barney? You're getting yourself involved in things that... <sighs> that antique show was good. There was no... There was no... What's the word? There was nothing else going on. It was just people and their antiques. I liked that. That was a good program and people were happy to talk so few people are happy to talk nowadays you put a microphone in their face and they get very nervous 
father. Wo Yi Ching Shao Dao. I can't do it. I can't remember. It's been so long. God. What are you going to do, Barney? What are you going to do if they send someone? Maybe this ship will be a good idea after all. Maybe some distraction from the family tree is a good idea. After all, no one ever got into trouble looking into penguins. Penguins. Albino penguins? I've never heard of albino penguins. I wish I could remember the name of this place we're going to. Ugh. Is it even on the map? The Apocalypse Players present Trail of the Loathsome Slime A second edition Call of Cthulhu scenario by Marcus L. Rowland Adapted for 7th edition by Joseph Chance Starring Dominic Allen as Barney Basker, the documentary maker I am now meeting a man who is named after a ship Or possibly a ship is named after him uh, the Alicia Gonzalez. I am not entirely sure where this man has come from or what he represents. He is a corpulent, naked man wearing a piece. Dan Wheeler as Johnny McCutcheon, the ornithologist. Rothman must know something, right? Either that or uh, he's lost his nut. Huh? Either way, we should follow him. Special guest starring Mark Meir as Pascal Giraud, the pilot. Cookie, I'm going to be on level with you here. If he's gone like the others, I think the best we can do is put him down, but okay. And special guest starring Adam Megiddo as Danny Cook, the photographer. I don't know. Let's get, let's get down and get him. Wait, I've lost him. Let's head down to where he last saw him. With Jeannie Spark as Dr. Rosa Thomas Dalton, PhD, the researcher. What, 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 am I dead? <laughs> I've been consumed, consumed, subsumed. It's been lovely. Um, I'll be off then. Danan McAleer as Edwin Crow, the independent security contractor. You feel any movement on this that's unnatural? Come to shore. The ship's not going anywhere. Don't take any risks. I'm going to push it. <laughs> um... I put my foot down. Mr. Crow! Mr. Crow! Don't worry. Hang on. Hang on. My seatbelt's very rickety. Aye. I'm feeling a bit nervous. It's all right. I'd say it's a 17 of all right. Have you done this before? No. And Joseph Chance as your keeper of the arcane law.
Is that the Office of Geology and Land Survey? Yes, this is Mr. Tolliver Baines. I'd like to be put through to the uh, Foxwood office. Thank you. That's 1941. Thank you. This golden blend is made to a unique recipe. Store cold, eat fresh. That's why I always choose bunions, because they're the best. I'm making a report. Buenos Aires is last stop before Port Stanley. Rothman was followed into town, having been observed and making contact with traditional practitioner as expected. Targets Basker, Crow, and McCutcheon all check out so far. Basker seems to know nothing about his great-grandfather. As for Crow, that remains classified at my level. McCutcheon seems to be the most forthcoming regarding his family, but he's a tough nut to crack. So far they've shown no signs of being in league with Rothman. Rothman himself has kept quiet, focused. I believe he is attempting to make some form of ritual observation on approach to the island. I've received instruction not to intervene, and I will obey those instructions. I await further confirmation from Foxwood as to my extraction, but I otherwise ask no further questions. This is Shakespeare signing off. McCutcheon, you've actually come around incredibly quickly. You find yourself acting in this manner, and you see this this creature sinking into the shoreline water and moving around towards where you know the cave is. But you sort of come to your senses. The slow track is destroyed. Crow is firing away at this thing with his gun now empty, enraged, and just throws throws it down. He's swinging the rifle down, but he's stopped and he's sort of looking around. Uh, and he's, and he starts to he starts to yell something. You're not too sure what he's yelling. Basker is is sort of standing, having a conversation with th- the thin air, and then he reaches out his hand, uh, and then he just sort of crumples to his knees, and and then looks around at you as if he's doesn't understand what's been happening, uh, as if he's coming up out of the the surface of the madness. Help me. And as Basker says that, you feel this flooding rush above you from the lake. And you're dimly conscious that the thing has left and is moving in the water. The thing that was on the shore has left and is moving in the water now. It's impossibly fast. It's moving around to the caves that you saw on the map. Uh, And you wondered if that was what Rothman was, was rushing towards. Um, it's on the beach on the southeastern corner of Griffin Island. And just as you're thinking that, there's this rushing sound and the help me that is then echoed with another voice in your mind. And you hear an even more dreadful, Help us! And you don't turn to look, because you know not to do that now. (laughs) But you hear this flooding mass and this speed behind you, coming down the slope behind you. Something's coming down from the lake. Another one. And just as you're thinking you might be able to master your senses enough to run or or possibly something more final, uh, an act of removal 
you see Basker off to your right, sinking to his knees, and, and then you see Crow, who's digging frantically in the dirt already. He's on, he's on the ground on his knees already, and he's doing something strange with a pendant or necklace, but his head seems to sort of just drop. And you hear, for a moment, you hear the rustle of leaves, and totally impossibly, uh, the, the rustle of, of a tree in full leaf shaking in a very pleasant breeze, perhaps back in England, on a sunny afternoon, and then you sink to your knees, and from there into a complete and all-encompassing darkness. And we cut over to Giraud and Cook. The two of you get out of the helicopter, armed to the teeth, and you go into the cave and there's dripping water, and you go deeper in, and you see thick sludge slime. Give me a dexterity check, both of you. Uh, I have the shotgun out, by the way. Yeah, for close quarters, right. Success on the decks. Yep. 55 on 70. Bad fail. Cookie Cookie slips into it, goes right up to his hip. It's really thick and deep. And you can see all of these bits and you realize they're little bits of bone. Little bits of bone of penguins. And maybe other things. The fuck is this? And you sort of scrabble back out, but you've been really touched by it. Can, can you give me a power roll? Ooh. Yes. It's the other one is in the lake. At the top. The one out the one outside is just that's just the guardian. The one in the lake is that's the one in charge. One in the lake. You find you 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 find yourself frantically stri- getting the slime off your leg but you feel like you're connected somehow in that moment. So, wait, what am I doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. We're trying to stay alive. What what are you doing? Why are you talking like this? We should get back in the helicopter. Because the two of you, while you're okay, but then what? While you're there, then what? That thing's bigger than this fucking ship. You've got a flashlight, of course. Yeah. While you're there, could you give me a spot hidden? Both of us. Yeah, yeah both of you. Standard. <laughs> Success. Success. Yes. So you see a weird semicircle of where the slime stops, right at the far end, by a rockfall. It stops. Suddenly the slime stops, as if whatever has been in here never goes in that court. Like, there's no slime in it at all. I will... Let's go over yeah, there. Safe bit, safe bit. It's a safe bit. So you scramble over, and forgive me, chaps, because I'm going to stay with those two. You use the rifle butts to... Or the shotgun butts to pull back one of the uh, sequence of rocks. Could you give me um, each of you a strength check? <laughs> no. Uh, zero three, so that is uh, an extreme success. It's, it's hard. It's too. It's too hard work for Cookie. You, you get rid of some of the smaller bits, but then yes, Zero really levers out this big one. If you pardon the expression, um, and it leads around a passageway, leads around in this cool air to behind a large rock. Will you go in? Yes. Fuck it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you see a strange doorway in front of which is a chest, a sea chest. Uh, The massive doorway has odd carvings on, glyphs and strange signs, sigils, uh, shapes like barrels which seem to have multiple limbs and and odd fingers with, with cups on. Uh, it's almost as if they're sort of living vegetables carved. There's, there's an echo of the Egyptian. Could you give me a sanity check, the two of you? Uh, that is uh, that is a fail. 83. 
83 on 75. Only one sanity loss for, for you, Giraud. It's just the enormity of, of the fact that somebody built something, it's thousands of years old, and it's beautifully carved, like far superior to anything that could be by Patagonians or, or tribes people from the, from the South Americans uh, who, who would have been in the nomads. Oh, dear. What is this? Get out my... What is this place? My video camera and I start filming this. And I'm also charging up the flash on my camera. You hear this weird sound behind you. Kind of... <laughs> slopping, slapping, gushing sound. Uh, it, but, but this is the safe place. It don't come in here, right? It don't come in here. Looking around. Yes, you look around, studying the dark, the beam of your flashlight cutting a, a brilliant path of light across the carvings. And your eyes are adjusting as you can hear outside, back down this passageway of boulders. There's something shifting, something changing. There's a pushing in of fluid, and you're pretty sure that there's a mass approaching. We cut to, of course, um, a secondary boat. Uh, now run out of gas with Edwin Crow, Barney Basker, and the unconscious McCutcheon. And an Argentinian aircraft flies over. <laughs> uh, and Basker, it's just your eyes open as you, as you see this. They're onto us. We need to hide. <laughs> Don't let them see us. <laughs> uh, if it's fair to say, uh, I don't remember much about what happened, probably until we found the secondary boat. But then I do have a sort of lucid moment of sort of crawling on the floor with my emptied gun, using it as a sort of spade, and not really know what I was doing, probably mimicking the, the efforts of the others. But I remember cracking open my necklace and sprinkling the seeds onto the earth mm. and saying to my grandfather, every continent now, every continent has a key. And... Uh, Layers. That's just something in my own head. Yeah. And then the owl man stands next to you and nods. Yeah. Well, of course, we all know the seeds of the ash tree are called keys. And it is through keys that other worlds are revealed. And then I say, tell that owl man to sit down or the plane's going to see us. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're quite right. Sit down. That was all back on the shore. That was all back. Right in the cheap seats. Yeah, yeah. So the sound of that engine leaves is the sonic boom. Leaves. Leaves the this pale grey sky. It's Boba you feel Fett, the rocking. Slave one. It's it's Boba Fett slave seismic one charge. dropping those seismic charges yet again, as if we've learned anything from the Argent. We <laughs> yeah. as if we've earned uh, earned learned anything from the Falklands War, <laughs> or as some people like to call it, the distraction to stop Labour from uh, gaining the uh, rightful <clears throat> government that they should have had. Uh, David Hare. I was a stern Yorkshireman. I couldn't possibly come. Absence of the absence of war, as the play "The Absence of War" possibly suggests. But that's another story, and indeed another drama for another time. <laughs> Scenario. Hmm. We here at the BBC, of course, have no allegiance. Um, uh, tell that to Johnny McCutcheon. <laughs> yeah, possibly tell that to uh, Barney Basker as well. Tell that to Thatcher. Well, actually, Johnny McCutcheon is unconscious. What well, appears to be unconscious, and Basker, Basker, and Crow, yeah. you do you. I think you fully come to your sane senses, or what's left of them. Perhaps shaking, perhaps... Fucking hell. I don't know, maybe there is a sort of remnant, rep repetitive movement. Maybe you still feel like the shotgun is still in your hands, which, by the way, it isn't. Thank fuck, because I'm going hand over wrist here. There is that memory of the ash key for 
for you, Crow, and and your hands are dirty. Yeah. The, the dirt of of the soil yeah. is under your fingernails. Fuck. But um, at the, the 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 thing that really draws both of your attentions as the boat rocks up and down. Yeah is that there's a tiger at the other end of the boat. What the fuck? Oh, no, no, that's another story as well. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a very large, fat, apparently only wearing a dressing gown, individual man, person. They're so obese, it's hard to say. But I see this as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, the two of you see this figure is at the other end of, of, of the boat. Do, and I recognise them. Oh, yes, you recognise him. In fact, I, I was sort of imagining that you were looking to the back, but actually, of course, you, the, the three of you are at the back by the by the engine. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Um, and 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 they're up at the bows of the of the lifeboat, the secondary boat. What the fuck? And it's this sort of golden, patterned, almost um, almost sort of Japanese print. Almost, it's like for a minute you think you see it's got cranes on, and then you realise actually they're, they're not. They're, they could just be stains. Oh dear. Rather than actual print. Egg yolk. Oh dear. Oh, egg yolk. <laughs> but there's this sort of robe around this corpu- corpulent. Nowhere these penguins fucking went. Egg yolk. I think my, my, my initial reaction is definitely like I've sort of. My hands are going, you know, wrist over wrist, like I'm still pumping the shotgun. I have to clasp one of them. And I sort of clasp it to. It's like Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan, you know, and I sort of shuffle yeah. backwards and I try and. With my other hand, I try and, you know. Paul Basket with me, or Paul Peregrine, and uh, not Peregrine. Sorry, <laughs> McCutcheon. Paul McCutcheon. Uh, you know, like in a sort of shielding motion. I'm, I'm just. I feel like I'm coming to. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Well, well, I think I'm. I stand up on two feet, forgetting I'm on a boat, and it pitches nice. probably. Yeah, easy, easy. Um, and I have to steady myself on the side of the boat as I step forwards to the, the guy. Uh, <clears throat> thing. Busker. And I say, you, you were in my dream. You are some, some visitation. And I turn back and I go, Crow, you see, you see, you see, you seeing that? I see him. See I him? see him. He ain't no I dream. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You, you, you tell me, tell me, what are you? How did you get here? How did you get on this, this boat? What you haven't quite seen is their face yet, but you've got this sort of slightly shifted mass of hair at the back. You know how the back line of the hair isn't straight, it sort of goes at at an angle, which suggests peace, suggests toupee, suggests fake. Uh, But uh, but the the rolls of flesh at the back, um, it's very um, apocalypse now. Busker, it's a manatee. (laughs) This is played by very late Brando. (laughs) Um, possibly reanimated Brando. Oh, Dugong Brando. Reinflated Brando. <laughs> Reinflated. <laughs> um, the, the head sort of turns, and you, and you hear this this guttural voice. It's almost like it's clearing seawater for a moment. Oh, fuck. And then and then it goes. Oh, see, Mister Basker, it's it is I. And then he turns, and it is adopting a a lordly masculine appearance, voice. There's something startling about the darkness of his eyes. Fuck's sake. Uh, and he says, I am Olithia Gonzalez. And takes a step forward. Oh, fuck that. Meanwhile, back in the cave, Cook, Giraud, you really want to be able to get a better look at this strange chamber, this sort of semicircular 
space that is in front of these doors. It, it has a very specific feel, almost like a kind of altar uh, at the end of a church. That's what you're reminded of, I think, instantly. Um, and, and of course, there's a chest there. But of course, you are badly distracted by the fact that there's all these sounds behind you. So you're torn between this presence behind you and there's the chest. Shotgun at the ready. Uh, are you gonna are you gonna peek your head out or are you just going to stay in there and focus on? Oh no no no! I'm just, I got the shotgun aimed at the door though. Um, yeah. So the slopping sound is from behind you in the ca- in the cavern. Yeah, I'm just turning around to face the sound with my flashlight. Yeah. Turn around. So nothing seems to be coming in. You can see glistening movement. Maybe there's a few eyes. Maybe there's a few eyes. Yeah, well, it seems to be the same thing that was on the beach. Uh, f- uh, but And it's come in, and you are pretty sure it's gone up to the very line of that semicircle, and it's sort of held there. Uh, that's right, you son of a bitch, you stay the fuck back, huh? Okay, all right, now we just live in here from now on. <laughs> we will stay here. We will, this was, this is our house now. <laughs> the chest, shall we? Huh? What? I guess. How are we going to make things worse? Maybe by opening a chest. <laughs> uh, well, I don't... I look at the... I'm going to examine the chest more closely. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I didn't bring much food or water with me, no, so... No, no, we won't be here long. We will not be here for long. Got to look for any sign of where Rothman went. We, I don't know what the rest of this is, but maybe a doctor or biologist is going to know. So... The chest the chest is old and, and is locked, but it looks old and weather-worn. It's been in the cold and the damp for a very long time. So it's, you'd say maybe several hundred years. Okay, okay. Uh, He's still brandishing the shotgun. Just if he sees even a hint that it's coming over that threshold, he's firing. I'm I'm doing a spot hidden on the chest, you know, like uh, just really examining what this weird thing is. You know, I've read books. (laughs) Yes, an extreme success. Uh, You see the weak point and you you jam your penknife right lucky swiss knife you, your lucky swiss knife mm. and you and you pop the clasp and that gives you enough to really work at some of the wood and within a minute you're 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 smashing that thing open yeah you open the chest and you see two swords crossed with strange one has a strange wavy blade and the other has an odd crossbar of many spikes, and there are fish carved on the on the blade of that one. They they look they appear to be ornamental, uh, and there is a book underneath them, which appears to be made of a certain kind of skin, uh, possibly some kind of whale or shark skin. You're not sure. Let's draw closer to the book. Yeah, I think you you reach out a hand that you notice your hand is shaking which suggests that maybe you're beginning to feel the effects of that shock which you've experienced before but and you feel that weird distancing from yourself that combat has taught you. It's almost as if you're looking at yourself from outside of yourself. While Giraud, your hands are gripping on to the gun with a desperate tightness. It's almost as if you might run out of there and try and draw this thing away if you don't hold on as tight as you can to the idea that being in this cave area is a much better plan Uh, it's a better plan to look closer and to dig deeper but the the stock of the gun reminds 
but the stock of the gun begins to remind you of the joystick of the helicopter uh, and you just wish that you could run anywhere and risk anything in that moment but you I think you master yourself as we cut over to our lifeboat and Basker and Crow are stood confronting this strange figure in a yellow robe with birds or stains on it this once elegant dressing robe actually first of all I feel like the instinct was as you came back away from the invisible shotgun yeah can I get a luck check from you yeah absolutely uh, crow because I think your hand goes back to where your combat knife was on your belt yes and there's a chance you still have it there's oh, a chance here we go a snowball's chance in hell oh shit I failed that's a 54 that is unfortunately a fail yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, it goes back, and, I, and the knife is yeah. important to you, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it was like a practical thing. It's a tool, but it's the one I've kept longest, and it's got a history. And I envisage it between two seaweed-covered rocks back on that beach. Yeah. And I look at my hands covered in this black dirt, this muck, and I think, "Fuck's sake, Edwin! How have you let that go?" It's like when I lost my top cat toy when I was a kid. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Now, is that Dan Ann or Edwin? I'm not sure. Both. <laughs> top cat, top both. Depends on the era. Actually, it'd be fine. So many top cats. So, so, so and essentially, you, you feel this nudity, the nakedness, and it's it's not there. I go for it, and I... Oh, shit. Not only do I not have the gun, I don't have the knife. I've got nothing except my mitts. I think because you failed that, I will have give you that you look back and you sort of bump into the engine, and you know those kind of outboard motors that have the, the lever yeah. out? The lever is attached Aye. by a bolt, so technically you could sort of work it and then maybe wrench it free if you felt like there was... But that is the yeah. only... You, there are no oars that you can see. Not even a... So... There might be a looser rollock up on the right, but you're not sure. I, I think because we're both clearly seeing this bloke, there's a part of me that's like, well, I'm not going to lose my shit just yet. I know there's worse in I the sea. it's important you knew, though. Right. After all that work with yeah, the armory, no, and it's, all it's that good work to know. With, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all gone. I appreciate the options. <laughs> You've got a couple of improvised weapons, maybe. And you'll regret giving me that. And an uncon in semi unconscious figure of. Um, of uh, McCutcheon. Um, what were you going to do, Basky? Were you about to say something? I felt you were about to. Uh, I was going to say, um, how do you. How do you know my name? Oh. Oh, you told me. On the beach. Did I? Oh, yes, your mind told me. Who are you working for? <sighs> when you took my hand, and he reaches his hand out, and you get that weird flashback, not flashback, but a f sensation of when he reached his hand out over the table, and it just elongated. Yeah. Uh, as you say, who are you working for? This weird smile goes across his face. <sighs> uh, and you see the kind of irregularity of his teeth. It's okay, it's not too wide. The smile isn't too wide. Hmm. But the teeth, some are too long. No. Like, really too long. <laughs> but not two incisors. It's not as simple as, like, some kind of vampiric. vampiric. The sea's too choppy in this lifeboat. I can't, I can't keep my stomach. <sighs> Pretend you're still filming. Don't worry. It'll help you. I can calm your stomachs. Your friend is not quite with us yet. Is he alive? McCutcheon, are you alive? Oh. I'll check. Oh, yes. And as you go down to him, there's a sort of groan. I think I slap him. I think I do slap him. <laughs> yeah, fair. 
and as you slap him, we cut back to the cave, just as Danny Cook's trembling hand picks up the book. And Cook, you see... There's also underneath the book a, a round disc uh, that you recognise immediately matches the runes on the door. I, I mean, I have a little bit of a cult. I have a lower cult skill. I might as well see it. Roll it. Let's roll it. No, I think. Massively right, everyone. Uh, I have a tiny occult skill I'll try. Certainly not. Let's so pick out the you don't, you don't know what any of this means. No. You know, actually, I've rolled a 14 and it's a 5. I'm going to spend... Uh, I'm going to spend 9 luck to make that a success on my very low occult score. Nice. So this book, if you're going to examine it, um, is definitely made of a, of, a, of a substance, a skin that is not human skin, uh, but has odd similarities to it, but with a fish-like quality. You have heard of fish cults. It is not a locked book. So as you glance at it, let's say, you see the, you see the name Dagon that you recognize as uh, an unusual fish cult that you'd heard rumors about. The other two items you're not sure, with a pass, they appear to be ritually significant blades. Uh, Well, you know something? I'd only need to spend four more luck to turn that into an extreme success. So that's what I have. Fine, fine. Uh, um, You're fairly sure they're used within rituals, probably for spellcraft. Um, And the book itself... You also, you glean that the book is written in a mixture of languages, Middle English, it's handwritten, uh, and it includes um, references to the cult that Hoskins and Hamilton were part of. Uh, The cult of Dagon, all of which takes several minutes. And in those minutes, you hear unsettling sounds from the main chamber of the cave, just beyond the rockfall. And you perhaps begin to wonder if there are whispers in amongst those strange, sloughing, slopping sounds. But we will cut away, for now, to the fate of... McCutcheon. So so McCutcheon... light creases through there's well yeah okay there's a there's another roar you heard a, a distant roar from in the darkness and now light has kind of gone through your eyes in two heavy slits and you open them and you are standing on an immense vista of blank snow that stretches and stretches and it is night time uh, there's a creaking under the ice, and you realize that you, you're on a frozen sea. Uh, and ahead are golden, it, embedded in the ice, are golden ships from different eras. Uh, and you sort of, you can feel your mind reaching out to them. Do, do you want to know more about the ships? Yes. You can. You can feel this sense of another place and, and a voice saying your name, which you think could be someone you know. No, I, w- I want to see the ships, huh? I want to see the ships. So you move forward rapidly, incredibly fast through the air. You're not even sure if you're using your legs, but you were definitely stood there as a person stands. Uh, and you see this name first up, Unity Canto. 
it's a trawler ship, sort of 1960s, maybe. It's quite, it's quite a wrecked old ship in terms of too much use. Mm. Um, and it's sort of leaning to one side. It's all golden and glittering and beautiful. And then the next one is much older. It's like a beautiful yacht, sort of maybe turn of the century, 19th century into 20th century. Um, and you see the name Alicia Gonzalez written on the, on the back of it. Uh, and then past that, you see this Russian ship. Uh, and you know it's Russian because you can see the you can you can see the writing is in the Cyrillic, mm. and you and you're about to get the name when when you you feel this incredible kind of smash across your face, and everything breaks to pieces. You hear the ice groan, and you and you get pulled back into the waking world, and and you know that it's real because you suddenly feel incredibly sick, um, and and you uh, I think maybe a, at that point a gull flies over. Mm. Uh, and uh, and you realise you're on the bottom of a boat and mm. you become instantly aware that there's this very f- large, strangely dressed man off to your right and your two companions who were going mad on the beach with you. But we have to return to the whispers in the cave as they finally become a clear request. The two of you, Cook, Giraud, are straining to understand this book. I think, Cookie, you've given it your best shot, but... yeah. You're still nervously watching that passage through the rubble, while Pascal Giraud, you're remembering strange stories your grandfather told you about the East Coast and how some folks kept to the old ways on those shoreline churches, making strange offerings to pagan traditions. Your mind's reeling to see some of the horrid practices held on these pages, and, and the implication is this chest, this treasure chest, and this whole situation is just a small part of a great map of these holy places as these cults would believe them to be obviously this is potentially mind shattering for you oh. so I'm going to need a sanity roll but that is, is a hard success okay okay. you pass and lose only one sand for the revelation of this internetwork of uh, a, a true religious practice of worship of these dreadful seagoing creatures, these deep ones. And you feel the old compulsion to take a risk with the knowledge that you've just gained, but but there's no involuntary action. Indeed, you're just about holding on to precious sanity when you hear a dreadful voice rise from the whispers beyond the rockfall. You hear, help me. And you're pretty sure it's from the creature outside. The, the weird black beer moth plasticity. God. You feel tendrils of inquiry, psychic inquiry around your foreheads. What will you do? You feel dangerously exposed. We have. Uh, have we taken these items now? Taken and the weird disc. You've got the items. You've got the weird disc, which seems to match. I would hold hold up the disc. Does it go back? The disc could could fit into the door. <sighs> what do you think? I don't know. If it isn't coming in now, then I don't want to change nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you feel tendrils of psychic inquiry around your foreheads, as if seeking entrance to your heads. Nobody on. (laughs) Next to the disc um, are five cup-like indentations in the door, which you could, at a stretch, put your hand into, and you notice that the barrel-like shaped creatures with weird, slim lines coming out of them have 
cup-like appendages at the end of some of their tentacles. What do you think, Cookie? Don't know. I think, I think we do something or we just die of hunger and thirst here if that thing doesn't break through before. And there's no way back to the helicopter. We've got to get past the thing. You'd have to, you'd, you'd have to go past it. Well, maybe there's something about it in this book. Fuck it, give me the light, give me the light. And I, and I open the book, and I'm now trying to scan through the book to see if there's anything <laughs> that mentions not being uh, in any way knowledgeable about the occult, but having a very good library use. Give, give me a library use roll, and Giro, you hear a you hear a wet flopping sound of something being slid towards the entrance. The hard success. 30 on 60. The book contains a number of spells. Spells? Uh, one of which is Command Guardian in Middle English. Fuck. Uh, another, another one of which is Speak is speak with the old one. Giro, you realize that the long, uh, the long youthful figure of your shipmate, uh, Rosa, has just been sloughed out of this creature and, and dropped in front of the entrance to the, uh, to this cave place. Okay. And you hear, in your mind, you hear, I'm willing to trade. Help me. He's awake. He's awake. Uh, Storm Petros. Storm Petros. Get back, get back. I'll try and drag him Is this... sort of back. I'm, I'm sort of confused by... Yeah. There's a storm coming. What was the name on the boat? There's a storm here. What was the name? Huh? What was the name? Could I get a spot hidden, uh, Basker and uh, Crow? But uh, yeah. I'm afraid to say you're out of it a bit. McCutcheon. McCutcheon's. Of course, yeah. Where's my spot hidden? That's a fail on my part. You do see another, another three or four petrels, storm petrels flying. Uh, well, um, it's hard to say from where the from where the glow of the light of the sun is probably westwards. That is any luck, Basker. An extreme success. Oh, sick. Seven on a on a sixty. Okay, so Crow, you you you're just very much focused on this guy, and he takes a step towards you, and you feel the boat does move, but it moves slightly oddly, almost almost as if there's a sort of oddness about his weight you can't explain but as a fighting man oh, well actually do you know what Basker you'd know this as well because of your bos- boxing experience yeah yeah I think you because of that excellent spot hidden you pick up on this as well was it an excellent yeah it was an excellent right mm. so you the two of you spot this instantly he steps forward and the boat really moves but he doesn't look that big oh and it feels very odd and you can tell that he's being tentative about moving almost like a someone who's sort of judging their footwork mm. uh, and maybe that's the key as to why you look so carefully Basker but that's when you see Ahmad Patel is is crouched down clearly looking absolutely terrified you just catch one part of his eye as the then the body sort of interposes of Alicia Gonzalez imposes himself in front of the view blocking the entire view of the, the prow the bows of the ship 
I love that you can only say his name like that. Uh, I literally see it all like, that's the only way I can say it. It's like a hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revealed. Um, yeah, so you see Ahmed Patel there, and he's just sort of shaking, looking in terror, saying nothing. I thought you were going to say inside his mouth, but it's behind him. Oh, right? and, and, and yeah, and he's naked. Fuck. I don't see this, sorry. <laughs> so he's obviously very cold, because it's probably only about one degree out here. Busker, what is it? Get back. But Patel's behind him. Patel's on the... Patel! (laughs) (gasps) 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 So, my friends, we have a long journey. But I think the mainland... And he does this weird thing where he sort of looks at you, but he reaches back with his left arm and sort of wafts. Mm -hmm. Like a king, like a lord. He wafts backwards and he goes... Is this way, yes? And he points in that same direction that the storm petrels were going, McCutcheon. We might have a long journey. I don't know who the fuck you think you are coming with us, though. Barney, you know this prick. Uh, he's not normal. He came to me. He came to me in a dream. You came to me in a dream. Oh, see, he's not normal. His fucking hair's all over the place. And his foot weighs too much. Partly a dream, partly a different kind of reality, yes. What do you mean, a different kind of reality? There are ways in which my people can be in three places at one time. Mr. McCutcheon here, that is your name. You were just in two places, yes. You saw our old inspirations. Yeah, I I saw something, but... If I had known, I would have taken one of your little names. But I and my brothers, we thought, go with the thing that is the big thing. And so we saw their name and understood their name and thought we could be the Unity Canto. And Olithia Gonzalez, see, and the Yaroslava before us, Mm, a promise of what we might yet taste. Fuel for our service, if you will. Your crew of the Epsilon Pioneer is not the first given over to the Dreaming God, you see. That was one of the ships. Uh, see? It was we. What do you mean, we? We took their name. What are you talking about? You're not... They could not come with me. They are bound. They must protect the chest. You Argentine. Is this about the conflict? He's not Argentine. He's something else. Listen to me, you wretch. And then I start patting myself down to see if I've got my any recording equipment on me. No, li- listen, I, I protested... Well, no, I've got to remember what, what my accent is. I'm catching Crow's accent. Right? No, no I, prote- I, pr- I protested that war. Me. Oh, I believe it. Las Malvinas son Argentinas. Yeah. I believe it, mate. Likewise. That's why I left the military. Me neither. You got no you got no fight with me, huh? You got no fight with me. Not Argentine, he's something else. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have a fight with us. Now you need to tell us who the fuck you are. As he says that, and just as you're about to give up, in your back pocket you find a dictaphone. <gasps> uh, but it's not yours. What? And you realise it's Rosa Thomas Dalton's dictaphone. Uh, this is more important. Um, which somehow you must have picked it up on the beach because she must have dropped it as she got taken. But because you don't remember how, but but you you find it, it's this small compact 
Yeah, it's I, wall. Obviously, in the 1980s, it's about eight, yeah. nine inches long. <laughs> no I, press, I press record and I say, you say you can be in three places at once. We'll see. So, this is, this is me going out on a limb. I'll say. Do you know where or what happened to Wallace Barney Basker? His, his head tilts, um, and it, it gets to the angle where you, you hear a click, and then it carries on. It oh. just starts to tilt. Oh, no, <laughs> fuck off. No. And, and, the, and the toupee starts to slip slightly, and he looks at you, and his eyes do something very strange where they split. The, the pupils split into two suddenly, and then they multiply like tadpoles. They go... Until he's got doubles. Jesus um, Christ. Oh, genuinely hate and then they And then they go... And then they go back into sort of one, but moving as if there's a motility in there. Uh, a flood of plastic forms inside his eye. His eye. Uh, and he says... Oh, yes. You have been touched by the elder things, the gods. I'm just trying to find what happened to my great-grandfather. And he starts looking at all three of you, and he just his eyes move from one to the other to the to the next, and he goes, "Can it be true? This is a message. This is a gift. We have been blessed. You are here to serve me, of course. The elder gods have rewarded us." for being held captive so long. We have everything we need. We have provisions, and he turns and he points to Ahmed Patel. And we have soldiers, and he points at Crow, and we have visionaries, and he points at McCutcheon. Uh, and, and you realize he's left a hand pointing at Crow, and now another hand is pointing at McCutcheon, but his left hand is coming up. And suddenly he's got, he's suddenly got three arms and he points at you, Basker, and he, and he says, and we have the mouth of the world. My brothers, we are the new lords of this earth. My... No, 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 no. I'm here to entertain, educate, and inform. <laughs> inform. There, 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 ain't, there ain't no lord on this earth. No, man should not be lord over the earth. I don't know who you are, but you... you... I, turn, I turn and grab the others as I scrabble backwards suddenly, and I go, He's the slime! He's part of the slime! Oh, God! And as, as he says that, what were you about to say, um, McCutcheon? I don't know, I can't concentrate because my baby's crying. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Get back, you Argentine slime. I mean, since we're in multiple multiple realities, I mean... But, yeah. It's kind of perfect, then. I think it's like you are distracted in that moment. And what and what brings you to is that he goes, no, 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 you are a king. And and his that left arm that was extra, he reaches out towards you, McCutcheon, and it, and, and you hear this flood of, of flushing. It's, it sounds like hundreds of toilets going off at once. <laughs> and all this flood of bones start coming out of his hand. They're all penguin bones and, and feathers. And he starts literally ejaculating this stuff all over you. 
And it's sort of it's flooding all them. over you. What have you done with them, you bastard? And it's sort of climbing up around you, but it's plastic and it's sort of going over you and the feathers are sort of... Uh, you can feel them kind of becoming like this outfit. Fucking hell. Uh, you can react to this, even though obviously everybody does owe me a Santi roll. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I was going to say Santi roll. But you've you've been through this blast process, so that you, you have this one physical reaction, mental reaction moment before. Although it's hitting you, you're not entirely consumed by it. I think I start trying to claw, claw at them, presuming that, you know, yeah, sticking yeah. to me and try and pull try and pull the feathers off. Perfect. Um, so you, you can... Like an osprey in an oil spill. What, Fucking it, it, which one are you trying to do more of? Do you think you're trying to avoid it, or do you think you're trying to pull and wrench? I mean, I guess one is more of a sort of strength thing, and one is more of a sort of dexterity thing, but I think they're both sort of physical... Oh, uh, good question. Mm. No, I think I'm. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm trying to pull them off me because yeah, I, yeah, because yeah. it feels like such a strange thing to be happening. So probably more strength then. Sure. Um, it's actually a very good choice in this context. So. It would be a good choice if I had if I was any good if I was strong <laughs> if I was strong uh, if I was strong it'd be a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> hang, on. Hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, okay. I am not strong. <laughs> That's a fail. No, no. I'm going to push it. Nice. I'm going to push it. Um, and how I'm going to push it? You get the sense, by the way, that he is surprised, or the the substance is surprised that you are so vehement. He was expecting you to accept this, I think. Yeah. But possibly be very delighted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to maybe be king of the birds. He's trying to make you king of the birds. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that's. Yeah, maybe that realization comes over me, um, and maybe maybe you could push it with something else. Exactly, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I, I I try and pull them out and I can't because I think it's stuck to me. It's like I've been tired. Well, they 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 keep moving, but I but I grasp and I try and pull them, and they it's like they're in bed. So I try something else instead. I start flapping mm. to try and shake them off. Superb. And as I flap my arms, I don't know yeah. what you want me to roll for that. Um, how well? So you were into imitating a penguin earlier. Yeah. Now I think you were imitating the fulmer, aren't you? Now you're, you're going for the, well, maybe the storm petrel. You're, so I think this is anything to do with your, orn, your ornithology. If you, if you, because it's about doing this as well oh. as you possibly, it's not about acting, it's about truth. Right. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, acting is about truth. Right. You don't need to use your acting to do it. Uh, don't use your fucking cormorant. He can swim all the Let's way. Use your all of Chile. Uh, biology. Would it, I've would got it be? natural world. Natural world. Would you like, let me roll natural world? Definitely. I mean, it's specific, isn't it? My natural. Very world. specific. Um, all those years of studying <laughs> birds. <laughs> I mean, you know, famously, I roll badly. Uh, I've rolled a seventy-four. My oh. natural world is seventy-five. Oh, mate. Wow. I didn't know what. Um, For for a minute, you feel like it's really working and all this stuff is sort of, it's just, it's coming off. It's coming off. And then you realise what's actually happening is you're lifting off. And as you lift off the deck of the lifeboat, we cut away to our cave team again in the desperate throes of bargaining for the body or maybe even the life of Rosa Thomas Dalton. This weird, plastic, sentient horror is offering some kind of abhorrent trade, it seems. Trade what? Set us free. I don't think that would be so good for anybody but you. 
Help me. Wait, 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 wait. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. This is madness. Could you roll sanity, the two of you? Yep. Uh, that is 30. Uh, yeah, that's even with reduced sanity, made it. I think you instinctively, Giro, if it's right with you, you, you grab the slick, wet body of Rosa. She's breathing shallowly, uh, and you drag her back in. Mm-hmm. To the to the corridor, as it were, that you're in. This sort of hidden behind this massive rock and this rock fall. Yeah. Um, Cook. I, I look at. We're, we're checking her. Is she okay? Is she alive? She says she's breathing. She's breathing. She's not conscious. You you hear what it said? It said it want to trade. It want to be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing like that. No. No. What even is it? We what can, even is can. it? We can't let it free whatever the fuck it is. No, 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 wait. Like I say, it's not going to be good for anybody. Pascal, Pascal, listen to me. It's, we're having what happened to everyone on the boat. That They were talking about it, ergot poisoning. It's like hallucinations and it's driving us mad. Are we hallucinating the same fucking thing? All right, good point, good point. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Look, maybe you're right. I think... If we do anything with this door or the, the the disc or whatnot, maybe we set it free. So maybe we don't do nothing, huh? No, let's get let's get her up. Let's get her conscious. Let's get her breathing. She might she might know more about this. I'll try first aid. First aid on Rosa. Yeah, give it give us a first aid. Uh, can I um, help in that regard? A... Oh yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a bonus. You tell him not what to do, what to not do. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did very well on my own. I got zero uh, nine uh, out of thirty-three. You're, you're impressed watching. In fact, maybe you learn a thing. Yeah, it's right? a hard success. Not. Do I need a, an extreme success? Because I could. No, a hard's excellent. Okay. You hear this sharp, <gasps> oh, and she starts sort of vomiting up bits of this slime. Jesus Christ! Dalton, can you hear me? What does it want? What is it? <gasps> oh my God! Oh my god. Oh, I, I, it, it, it spoke to me. It, me. It, it spoke to me. In my mind. It, it, they, they want help. And it, oh, it's horrible. They were slaves tra- trapped. I, I don't know. It was, it was inside my mind. It, all I could do to, to, to stay, to be. Uh, I, I was counting the feathers over and over just to stay. Just to over and over feather after feather all those penguins it it ate them so hungry trapped for so long and her eyes are they they are alive with with something she's seen something Dalton you're not looking so good you'll be alright love I don't know it's okay alright we will uh, uh, shit yeah, and you both see her eyes frantically moving over the bas-relief carvings carved onto the door. And you don't need a psychology roll to realise that that gleam in her eye, although it's unsettling and seemingly slightly plastic, perhaps, in the way it catches the light from your torch beam, that inspiration seems to suggest that there's a deeper understanding. You can tell that she's beginning to glean. These trips are not so much of a jolly anymore, eh? God. I got to ask, you know how to use this. 
as he uh, sort of picks up the disc. Yes, uh, yes, uh, I'll be all right. You see Rose's eyes focus on the carvings and she seems to take command of herself in that second. I think, uh, uh, and I may be wrong, um, but I, I think this is some kind of record um, of survivors of, um, uh, uh, of an ancient civilization. Um, I, I can't work out why they depict themselves so, so strangely, um, but it seems that they had to bind uh, these things. Uh, these servant creatures below and, and in the rock, they were all desperate. Uh, the rulers and the servants, from from what I from 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 um, from, from what I I, I I saw inside that um, thing, uh, that um, uh, anyway this um, this doorway this uh, 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 this door seems to lead to somewhere of um, power for the rulers for the uh, uh, the people who built this. It was sacred, uh, I think, um, which is why those black. Um, monstrosities uh, can't bear them uh, it's either sacred power or, or, or maybe uh, literal um, uh, I don't know and Rosa places her hand onto the door and she slumps to her knees and she sort of shakes in that moment she bodily shakes all over it's obviously costing her an enormous amount of focus like this and all of that composure that she seemed to find earlier just now vanishes and her other hand, the hand not touching the door, covers her face. It's almost like a claw. And in that moment, you all feel, or you both feel, those tendrils of invisible inquiry. And they're pushing at your minds harder and harder, trying to find access. You're sure of it. And it takes all of your mental fortitude to withstand it. And then, quite suddenly, that pressure is gone. Almost as if some intelligence has been distracted and pulled away to focus on another task, possibly giving you one last hope of being able to withstand any more of these psychic attacks. Um, so she, she sort of, she staggers up. She sort of grabs hold of you and goes, free slaves. They were slaves. They just want to be free. Uh, maybe. And she looks at you in horror, and then she looks at the door, and she says, "We mustn't do that." And she she sticks her fingers into these the, the indentations. No, no. And, and just looks at you pleadingly. We've got to get out of here. Wait, wait. We go through the door, but won't this free it? No. It doesn't free them. Come on, then. Okay. Come on then. Okay then. Okay, let's get the uh, guns out. <laughs> so you've got the disc, right? We've got the disc, the swords. The oh. disc, I think. Yeah. I've got the disc, okay. Yeah. Because I've got my hands full with a shotgun and then I was saving her. So yeah, I've... Uh, all right, again, he's just like waving the shotgun, making sure that this thing doesn't cross the line. Do it! Do what she said! Get the disc in there! Okay, let's do it. I don't know what's going on. So you, you, you insert the disc and it begins to turn on its own. You can feel it turning out of your hand and it just starts to revolve around. And she, and she starts to smile and goes, They made it. They fear this place. They made them. I think, I think they maybe made us. And then she takes her fingers out and she just collapses in, onto you, Cook, basically. Uh, and the, these two doors swing in. 
with a weird sound of, of ancient machinery, both smooth and grating. And a weird, circular-looking chamber is revealing itself, an ancient border where you get the sense no living thing has been for possibly thousands and thousands of years. The sound of the doors is otherworldly as they move open, as if powered by something you can barely begin to understand, and the shapes and geometry within are equally alien and strange. And we have to cut away, of course, to our secondary ship before we find what lies within such a chamber. But Crow, Basker, you're witnessing this bizarre transformation as McCutcheon. You were being doused in a spewed out mass of bones and feathers. You were with battling, you were battling with the stuff and for, for a minute you feel like it, it's really working and all this stuff is sort of, it's just, it's coming off. It's coming off. And then you realize what's actually happening is you're lifting off. <laughs> because it seems to be getting the right idea and it's just going there with you. So it's sort of floating astonishingly sort of slightly outside of your body and kind of and, and you're pushing up and you start to lift off and there's this tentacular connection to this weird obese Alicia Gonzalez I said it without doing it for once and, and you lift off like a kind of weird navigational balloon okay for about only for about six foot yeah Basco grab him which oh. well actually you're up by by Basco's shoulder as a result because he's freakishly tall yeah. Um, but but simultaneous to that, we had crows on the highest dexterity. So I should. Uh, and I just passed my sanity. Uh, oh, you've rolled a sand roll. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that yet. Um, oh yeah. You you can you can do that first off next, Dan, uh, for McCutcheon. But, but but do I? If you, sorry. Great that you. I think possibly with crow with that moment of going, he has to move. So it's great that you pass your sand. Yeah. Um, Might still lose one, I'm sure. But well. In, in a minute, it might all become academic. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I mean, do I see what's happening to oh, yeah, Kutchin? Yeah, yeah. I see yeah, these yeah, yeah. bones and this fluid and this mass sort of projecting. And this, this guy moved very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it was only because it was a surprise. You think he, you, he's as quick as you. You're pretty sure yeah. of that. And he's a big fucker. Oh, yeah. Well, I immediately go back to what you gave me the option of before. And I, I want to reach around and try and wrench the uh, the arm off the engine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that'll be a quick strength. I'll take it. Pull that sucker free. 64 and a 70. Perfect. You pull that off. Wrench it off. Yeah. And I'll give you the action as well. No gods or kings, you bastard. This will show Thatcher. No gods or kings. Beautiful. <laughs> I drive it down into his eye socket. <laughs> so you leap, you leap for him. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, give me a give me a fighting brawl. Uh, here we go. That's where it all kicks off. I can tell you now, he's not going to try and dodge. That is a 19 on a 45. So. Ooh, it's a hard. It's a, uh, is that a hard? Yeah, no, it is a hard. Mm, not yeah. an extreme. Oh, interesting. I feel like I might be ripped in half. <laughs> I've very badly. Um, so I think uh, you do... You, you sink it into his face. Yeah. And, and and as it makes contact, you go, oh, that's not good, because clearly his face doesn't respond in the way that a normal person's face does. No. I've seen faces in my time. This one's not right. Uh, you've seen faces, and you've unfortunately, I think you've stuck things in, into people's faces. I have. Not proud of it. Perhaps not often, no. uh, but once or twice. Yeah. 
back in Western Superman, not not in your time in the. Oh, right. back in states, back in states, to be clear. Yeah, sorry, here, not Western Superman. Sorry, that's you, isn't it? Sorry, sorry, for getting too mental. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, is it? What is it? Is it like? Because usually, obviously, when you drive something into someone's face, it's like punching someone for the first time. You're suddenly aware of how solid their head is, because your yeah. fist sort of slips over everything, and you're just aware of this bone beneath them which is the opposite of what an action film makes it look like is it is it solid like that or is it the opposite it's like the densest tapioca oh fuck like the frog spawn eyes yeah 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 bubble tea of a head and it um but 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 stuff oozes out like white translucent liquids sort of ooze out it's not he's a deadite this is not a uh, what are they called? Not an android. Uh, android. I was going to say yeah. a person. But there's there's a, there's there's a bit of that. Yeah, it's not a person. <laughs> you, I think you're pretty sure at this moment it's not a person. Yeah. But but you hear this. The, the mouth goes open and it and it sort yeah. of does freeze a bit like a robotic form and goes. Oh, Ian Holm just. Yeah, yeah, Ian Holm. Right. And 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 there is a sort of glitching and there's a bit of and the fingers start to sort of break on the hands and sort of whip out. Oh Christ! Uh, elongating. Yeah. Uh, into much more tentacular appendages, which leaves Basker. Christ. Um, well, I think I'd probably do try and grab hold of uh, McCutcheon's legs as he sails past yep. me. <laughs> Perfect. Like up. Yeah, dexterity and not a fumble, I think, is all I need, really. Okay. Doesn't need to even pass. I'd be interested to see with that lovely rocking boat, the, that rocking boat that you mentioned. Well, I failed. That was a 53 on a 30. So you grab hold, but you were a bit slippy on the... And then, you know, the boat is the bottom. The secondary boat is a bit wet on the bottom, so you, you can feel yourself slipping aside, and you've had some bad experiences standing up on boats back on the Epsilon Pioneer. Mm. So I think... But you've got hold of him, um, and I think you can either... Dis- you, you can do something else. I mean, that, that isn't your turn over, I think... Like, once you've got hold of him, what else do you want to do? Do you want to... You've, you've got the dictaphone still, of course. Yeah. I think... Special ability, hold on to dictaphone at all costs. I shout up to McCutcheon and I go, what, what's happening? What do we do? And before you both have to roll your sanity rolls, McCutcheon, what do you, what do you say? We, we, we fly. We fly. Give us a sanity roll, both of you. Mine's a 98. That's a, that's a fumble. <laughs> That's a fumble. That is beautiful. That's a. It's. Mine is. Oh, hang on. Where's my sanity? On. He turned the gun upon himself. <laughs> he Wait, turned the dictaphone upon himself. <laughs> having Hello, having recorded everyone else on the boat, he turned the dictaphone onto himself. <laughs> <laughs> Click. I have miraculously. Let me just check. And what do you think, Miss Basker? Well, I'm not sure, Mr. Basker. I have miraculously rolled a 13. Fucking hell. That's a success. I mean... Okay, okay. No ambiguity with either. (laughs) Yeah. After all. Don, just to keep us um, kosher, Mm. let's find out what that... Give me a D10. Well, on a fumble, I take the maximum, don't I? Well, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's make that... It's D3 sand loss, so three is the full account. Because you're already indefinitely insane anyway, so... Oh, I see. Oh, I see what you mean. That's a four. Four. Paranoia. Paranoia. Um, I will roll for D10 rounds. Perfect. And you hear this... There's this... There's this susurrating sound as these tentacular feathered 
bone-filled limbs, sort of just tendrils, not limbs, that's not for tendrils, sort of reach to your hands from McCutcheon's legs. Mm. He's looking more and more like a bird. Mm. He feels incredibly light, hollow-boned and light. Um, and they sort of go to your... And, and, but you think, you suddenly see one has a mouth and it goes, Tu l'es la main. Could you roll your Cantonese for me? Uh, with a bonus die, because it's so opposite to the fact that you, you had a suspicion who you're working for. I don't need a bonus die. I've rolled a, I've rolled a seven on that. That's... Um, yes, man. Seven. Oh, wow. That is, uh, that's a hard success. So that... You're pretty sure that means... You're pretty sure that this thing just said, fuck your mother, to you. <laughs> In Cantonese, uh, and then you realise there are eyes and mouths in all of these little tendrils, and they're all Chinese. Oh God! And they're all informing. It must be a sort of Chinese super weapon. Uh, I see. Uh, it was easier with the Soviets. You, you, you clumsy oaf! You clumsy oaf! You got me kicked out. You nearly blew everything. Blew my cover. I knew I shouldn't have trusted you. I should, I should have insisted. I should have written to them. I should have said, I want a different contact because you were sloppy. You got sloppy. You got sloppy, didn't you? And now you've got six mouths and too many eyes. <sighs> you, you, you feel yourself as this is being said and you suddenly realise that you're, you're lifting off the boat as well and he's, he's lifting you off, but this, this sort of umbilical <laughs> is reducing the size of the... Alicia Gonzalez, who is also sort of slumping down into the boat, sort of beginning to sort of blubber, is beginning to sort of sink into the into wow. the boat, so that now it's sweeping over your feet, and then there is a sort of wet sploosh of sort of liquids mm. uh, that, that floods the boat and but fills it almost immediately mm. um, to a depth of about a foot. Mm. Uh, but there's this t- and the form of this character with the, this Alicia Gonzalez who claims to be, and the robe begins to dissolve into it, and you sort of see this pallid, weird bits of chunks of hair are on it, but other oh. chunks that should have hair don't have it, like there's multiple genitals that sort of float of multiple mm. sexes. Oh, oh fucking hell. This, this <laughs> suit. Seven of the sexes. Um, <laughs> uh, the Daddy. It's the 1980s. That sort of stuff just won't wash. Oh, it's like a <laughs> fucking Syriac video made by a Chinese bot farm. <laughs> the, the, um, the, um, the umbilicus holds. Um, and uh, it's what you like to hear. Yeah, yeah. And and Patel dashes forward to yes, this mate. White white plastic. Go on, Patel. Um, hump. That, that is above the line of the weird creature's glutinous mass. And he pops it open Whoa. and he pulls out this flare gun. What the fuck? And he's shaking and he's naked. And he goes, there's one in every secondary boat. And he fires the flare gun <laughs> at the umbilicus. <laughs> and I shout to McCutcheon and go, what does he mean by a secondary boat? Does he mean a lifeboat? <laughs> And then you think he's in on it. Of course, he's probably working with Pakistan. You think you think that he might be a spy as well, Basil? Yeah. And I, I point and I scream down. I go, "You're counter espionage, aren't you? You were keeping one MI6. MI6, is it?" And his his hand, his his hand wavers, and it's like he's going to fire at you, and then he's going to fire at Crow, and then he's going to fire at 
uh, McCutcheon, and you're all, some of you probably, one of you is definitely thinking, please kill me now. Go on, shoot uh, the flare, summon your western paymasters. But he rolls an 11 <laughs> on his 25 handgun. Oh my god. Hard success, and he hits the, the, the umbilical line, and this bright yes. pink flare smacks into it and splits it. Yes. Um, uh, and the two of you fly up in the air. Shit. God. Yeah. Busker. McCutcheon. That's not good. And McCutcheon, it's up to you what you want to do. But I think you are now the king of the birds. I keep flapping as I realise that... I realise that... I thought he was throwing penguin bones and penguin feathers at me, but the way these wings extend from me... He's regurgitating. He was feeding you. I, I, I realise... I'm not. I'm a. I'm a southern royal albatross. Oh yeah. I think you're a cryptid now, mate. You're the bird man of South America. <laughs> a, a basker, you're holding onto his legs. As they get thin and yellow. But at what point do you want to say? As he, he's lifting up and he's saying something about being the bird man of South America. Alcatraz. I mean, is that what he's saying? I feel like that's what he's saying. Is, is that what McCutcheon's doing? Is he? I'm. I don't think I'm. Sp- I don't think I'm speaking. You don't say anything. You don't say anything. I don't think I'm speaking anymore. I'm. I think I'm. I'm just being. I may- It feels incredibly powerful. You feel so light and strong. Maybe s- let out a, a, a gull squawk, but I beat these wings, and I think albatross can be at sea for for years. Mm. I I think I'll never have to see another human, except the one holding onto your legs. Well. Let's see how long he can hold on. And I keep beating my wings. He's going up and up. Going up. Uh, you hear this awful scream from the boat as, as the Gonzalez creature, the, 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 the toupee drops. And it sort of turns over. And it just has a, a name written inside it. Tolverson. The toupee. And it just sort of drops onto the... Onto this mass of gelatinous flesh. You were the captain. Uh, you were meant to go down was, with the ship. Well, the, the, possibly Tolverson was consumed and, and the toupee was taken. Well, yeah, unless he was like this already. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you, you don't get the impression that this was Tolverson. No. I think that's <laughs> important that you know that yeah. it's a, it was, uh, a, it was an affectation that was <laughs> stolen. Yes. From a victim. Um, and Basker, do you, do you try and hold on? What's that, strength? Uh, strength roll. Is it opposed? I mean... No, unless you want to try and kick him off. No, I I've don't. rolled a one. A one? It's me and you now, McCutcheon. We've got to get this tape to the BBC. <laughs> Fuck me! And, and, and Crow and the shivering figure of Patel see the two of them weirdly sort of weaving their way with this plastic mass now encasing. And I think also it's, yeah. be, it's beginning to sort of wrap itself around your legs as well to support you with that extreme roll. A lot of it is clearly still on McCutcheon and it and it's begin. you just go up and up and up into the grey. So to me, what does it look like to Crow and to Patel as we're watching them get past? I mean, I know how it feels for him. It's just it, this pillar. It looks like the Birdman of South America is, is flying away. And and that last um, umbilical burns down and the tendrils burn back and this gelatinous mass sort of finds the eye of where that loose rollick was and it just sort of starts to sort of slide into the sea. 
Christ. And my boots are full of tapioca, and my two mates have fucked off up Skyward. Yeah, and it, yeah, the, the two of you are left there, and, and Patel just, he's, he's shivering, and he, he, he sort of looks at you. There's a small first aid kit in, in, the, in the, yeah. Yeah, Patel, take my jacket. I get the first aid kit out, but my eyes are just on this weird duo flying up into the sky. And I just say, uh, the owl man rides again. God bless you, gentlemen. I love it. I, and it is the, it's the classic 80s shot of the of the circle, of the helicopter shot. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as the circle of you two in the boat as you're getting this... You know, those kind of um, uh, aluminium foil blanket things. Yeah, like we finished there. a marathon. Exposure, yeah, yeah. Smart. And you're wrapping this round him, and then, but you're giving him this coat, and yeah. he's shivering, and, and, and you're looking at... And, but, but the grainy film is, is, is getting harder to see what the details are as this speck of these two figures flies away. Yeah. Do you, do you fly north, east, south, or west? Or do you just well, continue I, going up? I think maybe that depends on a persuade role from Barney Basker um, <laughs> to find out whether I do want to take this tape to the BBC or whether I just want to stay at sea. One last roll of the dice, yeah. Barney Basker. You sure you, you sure you don't want to take a Cantonese roll? <laughs> <laughs> do albatrosses yeah, some speak traditional, Cantonese? Some traditional Chinese, yeah? No, that's a 34 on my 10. No, we're just going to... I think I'm just going to make a nice circuit of the uh, Southern Atlantic for the next few years. Not looking good for the World Service. Next few years? Fucking <laughs> hell. And, and that's assuming you are actually an albatross. I think that is probably the number of rounds I rolled. So, Basker, in that moment, you realise you're a long way up and you could possibly break free and you suddenly realise that you'd lost your mind. This is not a Chinese spy plastic. This is an occult, strange, terrifying horror, possibly related to the old stories to your family, mm. the weird tale of your great-grandfather. Mm. And you have, uh, you have one last chance to break away. But it could kill you in the process, I'm going to warn you now, because you're a long way up. I go so like this was it and is there a way of attaching the dictaphone to McCutcheon oh yeah you could stick it in the plastic that's sort yeah. of still mouldable perfect I don't think it's waterproof <laughs> priorities as ever we've, we've just created the weirdest mythos cryptid <laughs> the flying bird man of South America who's actually a dictaphone a loving dreadnought guitar playing West Country guy. Ornithologist. Ornithologist. I've heard worse. Yeah. <clears throat> I say, uh, this is undoubtedly the last recording of Barney Julius Basker, heir and descendant of Wallace Barney Basker, who went missing in uh, along the Pacific coast. I find myself somewhere off the Argentinian coast. Fitting then that this is the place that I disappeared. I can tell you now, there are things strange in this world. Strange and terrible. Do not come looking for me. And if you find this, you will know 
You will know how strange these things can be. And then I press stop and I let go. <laughs> and I think maybe, maybe, maybe we don't find out what the damage was. Maybe we see the body drop, and as it's dropping, that's the freeze frame. Fuck. Patel, look! And we cut away again, though for a final moment, with Cook, Giraud, and the now incapacitated figure of Rosa Thomas Dalton, as they approach this forgotten corner of the earth, uncovering an ancient secret beneath Griffin Island. And you can see ahead into this green-lit chamber, and there's an odd statue in the middle, and two banked... They maybe look like machines? The statue itself seems to be a kind of building of some sort, but it also echoes the shape of the barrel-like creatures that Rosa was talking about on those carvings on the door. And looking at it for too long really makes your eyes hurt, head sing. There's something weird about the combination of geometric shapes and blocks that also echo as they all cohere together into this suggestion of a version of one of these creatures, one of these first elder things. But then to your horror, you realize the psychic tendrils are being joined by actual black seeking tentacles of plastic. Inquiry with eyes and mouths in, shifting and forming, rolling over each other. They're desperate things, they're tentative, and they're clearly in their own way cautiously seeking out the door and you, you're certain of that. To them, you suddenly realize to them, this place is so forbidden, and yet they're like blind, desperate things, just seeking and seeking, reaching for you, trying to find you. And then you can feel the doors beginning to close again already. And you can, you can hear this wailing sound and sense of anger. And these tendrils start to really approach all of your heads. And, and could you both give me power checks? Power. Oddly enough, power is his best stat. Yeah, he's, he's of a mind. Yes. Success. Gotcha. 50, 53 on 75. And you, you managed to withstand it just long enough to really help the doors close. Let's get out of here. And, and you feel for a moment you've exchanged one prison for another. But in that moment, you realize the two of you and Rosa have survived. And you look at these machines and this statue. And you realize... It has buttons and levers. And in your experimentation with them, as starvation begins to threaten, you press the blue sphere like a sapphire. Blue sapphire! And the statue begins to glow and, and, and shimmer and then dissipate into a ball of light. And then it begins to be a circle and you can see the mountains. You can see snow and mountains and a way out. And the three of you have a choice. You can stay there and wait. Try and time your run, escape the Shoggoth. Or you could go into the mountains, deeper into the madness. 
We're gonna. I'm gonna run. Rose is gonna run with you. I think. Sounds good to me. When you stagger through what can only be described as a portal, though your minds they're already pushed their limits. I don't think you try too hard to comprehend how such a circle of light could let you travel from that subterranean outpost beneath an Antarctic island to this freezing, stretching landscape. And it's a landscape that lies before ragged, reaching mountains. Snow sweeps up the black flanks of the sharp pinnacles and, and spindrift lifts off the jagged peaks above you. You look around you at an impossible wilderness. Even as this disk of light that's just behind you, that you've travelled through, begins to close, drawing into itself, on itself, until it's a single white light, only a few inches across, and then that too is gone. And for a dreadful moment, all you can see is snow and rock and, and this white, white grey sky mocking you with a vastness hinting at the infinite nature of all things. And that's when, keen-eyed as ever, Giro, you, you spot a stone marker with these odd glyphs carved into it, almost hinting at the suggestion of the shape of a door, maybe? It's in the distance. It's on the wall of the peak before you. Exhausted, terrified, we see the three figures walking towards it gambling all their hopes for survival on this single sign of an eldritch civilization long since dead amidst these dread peaks reaching skywards. And perhaps you're simply glad to have left behind the horrors of Griffin Island and the trail of the loathsome slime. Where you fucking liar? Where are they? Where are the swords? Where are they? Where's the fucking gold? Where's the goddamn priceless treasure you promised me? Where is it? Where is it? No! No! This can't have been for nothing! Those fuckers! Giro! Cook! Oh, that Oxford bitch! Fuck, 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 fuck! You, know, you really shouldn't be so unkind about Miss Thomas Dalton. She was a very smart lady. Smarter than you, Rothman. Ah. Chief Engineer Tolliver Baines. I might have known. 
Was it you who followed me in Buenos Aires, too? I was told by my paymasters to give you a long leash. You were better at realizing I was following you back then. But I guess all of this distracted you today. Why not try and stop me? Isn't that what you people are supposed to do? What people might they be? Now don't be stupid. It doesn't suit you. My aunt told me all about people like you. What do you call yourselves these days? The circle of the fucking golden oak? The church of the stars bloody prismatic? They prefer delta green these days. Easy now. I don't want you making any sudden moves with that colourful knife of yours. What were you going to do? Shoot me? Oh, no, no. You would have done that already if you were going to. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I just want to talk. Then I'll shoot you. Oh, I see. You wanted this lot too, didn't you? You wanted what was in the chest just like I did. Well, sorry, mate. We've both been beaten to it. That fucking Canadian prick, Giraud, and the photographer. They've taken it. With your friend Rosa, or what's left of her. So I suppose we both lose. I see. That does make things a little more... complicated. A lot of trouble you've gone to for little old me. Don't you flatter yourself. We had other targets on board the Epsilon Pioneer. Was that right? Believe it or not, we have files on Basker, Crow, and McCutcheon. These things seem to work like that. Certain families get drawn into these matters. As you yourself know. And, in truth, so do I. Is that right? It's all in the family, is it? What I want to know is how did you avoid the Guardians? You just wave your American passport at them or something? Yeah, something like that. It was luck, mostly. And a few tricks up my sleeve. I can't say the same for the rest of the Epsilon crew, though. I saw Patel and Singh running. But everyone else, well, they didn't make it. You know, I really thought Crow and the others would bring you back. I guess neither of us saw the playbook involving those things, though. The Guardians, is that what you call them? Them being out on the shore changed everything. Seeing these caves, the damage, uh, makes sense to me now. It must have been you Brits with your little Argentine war, firing ship to air. Missed the targets, hit the cliffs, released these guardians of yours. Why wouldn't they... These things, why wouldn't they just leave? Not as simple as that. They're bound. Servants of our enemies turned servants of ourselves. But I can feel one of them is stronger than the others. The leader. He's been sitting there dreaming of escape. That one can take the form of a man, you know. And he's getting better at it all the time. I can feel that. All he needs is the right person or people to lead him out. Keep your hands where I can see them, you sick cultist fucker. There. That's better. But you're right. I feel it too. Him. The leader. He tried to use Basker, didn't he? And the others. I don't think that worked for him. But if I know you, Rothman, you already have a way off this island. He fixed that back in 76. Is it a secondary boat? 
A cave on the eastern side, maybe. A secondary walk lifeboat, then. Oh, yeah, I might have. Assuming the storms haven't smashed it. It's amazing how easy it is to make a secondary boat disappear in a storm. Especially with a captain like Warncliffe. Too interested in his memoirs. You're resourceful, Rothman, I'll give you that. I'm even impressed. Well, you take me to this boat of yours and I might put in a good word for you with my bosses. They really like resourceful people. I bet they fucking do. It's all just a job to you Americans, isn't it? It's a dirty one, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> you have no idea. No idea what you're getting yourselves into. You have no clue. Dagon. Hydra. The world serpent is yawning wide and you're playing spies and soldiers. Oh, this is so far beyond your fucking ken, mate. That may be so, Rothman. But I'm the one holding the gun. And the one with an ace up its sleeve. Now why don't you play nice and lead on? There's plenty more moves left in the game yet.